banning of free speech. The First Amendment protects material. What's going on? Darren Wisely here. As most of you already know, I'm Hillsdale's most trusted and beloved lawyer. And that's a title I worked very diligently to earn. Um, so hard, in fact, that I gave it to myself. <laughs> really, I'm uh, thrilled to be with you guys. It's been a minute. Okay, m maybe, maybe a little more than a minute. Like, I guess, a year. But look, I've been absolutely swamped with my firm. I'm here every day in the proverbial trenches fighting the insanity, fighting these Ferengis, <clears throat> excuse me, day to day. And uh, I'm actually out here trying to fight back against all this tyranny going on. So I'm here. I would like to make more shows in the future if, um, if there's interest in it. And uh, if you do have show suggestions, feel free to reach out. I, um, I certainly am happy to field those. Uh, please, please do not hesitate. So with that said, it's great to be back. Uh, I'll try to make more in the future when I can, but look, it's going to be sporadic just because my schedule's nuts, crazy busy, but uh, I do miss talking to you guys, so here I am. Anyways, hope everyone's having a great MLK day. That's uh, at least the time I'm recording this, at least. I don't know when it's going to get up. <laughs> I think it's pretty hilarious that the federal government has a federal holiday for a communist uh, that they themselves popped. Um, talk about the gaslighting. That's taken it to quite some level. But that's exactly the stuff we deal with here on a daily basis. We've dealt with since the inception of this show. And today's show will give you just another great uh, example of that. Today's show will also relate to a lot of what I've been tasked with recently in my own practice. Um, specifically defending the First Amendment. I mean, it's crazy, crazy how it's it's under complete and utter assault at this time. He, even here in little old Hillsdale County, you know, uh, Podunk, uh, Peckerwood City, uh, the cabal here, they don't even bother to keep up appearances anymore. They're, they're so brazen with their infringements, okay? But I can get all that in another episode of that interests you guys, what I'm dealing with and, and what we're dealing with here. I'm talking today more about a national story. I want to talk about the Twitter files, as they're known, and uh, give you guys my takes on that, not just from a pro-liberty perspective, but also uh, as a lawyer. So anyways, the so-called Twitter files dropped. I'm sure you're all familiar with those now. And, you know, we've seen prior to the Twitter files dropping, all the censorship going on, I mean, back when I was doing the show regularly, back in the, the height of the COVID regime, my YouTube got shit-canned for talking about the holy jab brought to us by St. Fauci uh, that was supposedly here to grant us eternal life. There's just certain topics big tech does not let you touch completely off-limits, and there's a reason for that. People start finding out the entire narrative is a giant phony baloney bundle of sticks. Uh, the entire control mechanism gets thrown out the window because that house of cards is so easy to topple. For me, I was getting, you know, a decent following on Twitter. Like, I'm not trying to act like I'm some big deal or something, but I think people like my tweets because I, I was just being a savage on there for a while. You know, I was just pissed off. I was sick of dealing with these idiots. 
and I would just go to town on them daily. I was having a lot of fun interacting with people, making fun of the whole insanity of the COVID regime. It's kind of a way to stay sane during those kind of times. Made a lot of friends, some I even met in real life. So it was cool. But I recall it clear as day after the whole January 6th insurrection. Bah! They, they cracked down hard. I mean, there was a total purge. All these accounts were suddenly gone. Um, and even after that, you know, I noticed I stopped seeing folks I typically interact with. Even if they were on there, they were being shadow banned. And since then, honestly, Twitter's become real boring. It's really hard for me to stay interested in it, you know, um, and stay up on it the way I used to. Which kind of sucks. But I know folks who have never recovered, and myself, again, as an example, a little following I've been growing... Um, it's never been able to since lost a ton of followers and, and, and really, you know, it's like I'll gain five one day and lose 10, <laughs> you know, uh, it's insane. And you know, the whole must thing, I mean, we can get into that in another episode before I go off on a tangent there. Let's get back to the, the files themselves. Look, here's the issue. Um, you know, your full on audits are going to go, aren't you pro market? They're private corporations. Um, okay, first off, if they were truly private corporations, then I would tend to agree with you. They have the right to determine who uses their platform, how. They don't like something you say, they can kick you off, as despicable as it is. But the Twitter files exposed kind of what, you know, anyone who has been following it all had, had known or at least been suspecting all along, including myself. And that, of course, is the collusion between the FBI and Twitter. So the First Amendment protects the freedom of speech. It's the only part of the Bill of Rights that says the. Why is that? The authors of the Bill of Rights saw free speech as a God-given right, or in other words, a pre-political right that pre-exists any government. It is the freedom of speech because it exists on its own. It's not granted to you by any government. The government can't be threatening individuals on the basis of their speech. Uh, that's called chilling. Not the kind of chilling, you know, I'm doing here post up in the office now. Well, actually, I'm told I have no chill. Uh, but I feel like you'd feel the same way if you were dealing with these court systems and just the constant horse shit I'm dealing with. <laughs> but anyways, a chilling effect uh, is when the threat on government retaliation results in the censorship of your speech. So, for instance, there's a case in the Nixon era that was pretty famous where President Nixon sent the army in plain clothes with some old-fashioned uh, flashbulb cameras at the uh, anti-war demonstrators. And the courts found that to be chilling. The government scaring people into not expressing their freedom of speech, that's what's happening now, albeit far, far more insidious. Since the government can't prosecute you for making judgment on the content of your speech, which, that is why they collude with platforms like Twitter to do, uh, to do their bidding for them. And also in the, these files, it's really, really clear that the FBI wanted to, you know, through Twitter as a proxy, surveil individuals on the platform, which, of course, implicates the Fourth Amendment because um, the Fourth Amendment requires government to have articulable probable cause for an investigation of this sort. Otherwise, the government is simply on what's known as a fishing expedition, and that's prohibited by the Fourth Amendment because the Fourth Amendment is supposed to protect your privacy. Of course, that's also in tatters. Um, once you start talking about the FISA courts, the Patriot Act, NSA, but I digress. 
So what the FBI was doing is using Twitter as a way to end run all of this. Okay, Twitter can ban anyone they want as a private corporation, but once they're taking the marching orders from the government, that changes. Okay, Whether the FBI was forcing, coercing, cajoling, bribing, throw in any word you want. Uh, that doesn't matter, okay? That changes things. Once Twitter or any of these big tech companies starts doing the government's bidding, they're in basically like a symbiotic relationship. I'm not throwing up gang signs here. I'm showing, you know, the, the two are combined here into one. Um, Twitter is then considered a state actor, essentially. So now the First Amendment can be applied against Twitter um, once they're, they're involved in state action. And in that case, Twitter loses the value of being private and being able to make private decisions. So, for instance, then you could sue them on, on First Amendment grounds under, a, uh, like, say, a 1983 action. The crazy thing about all this, and it really shows the tyranny we're up against, the FBI doesn't claim to be acting pursuant to any law, policy, custom, anything. Um, they're just, they just go ahead and do it. You know, they just they don't care. They're just brazenly trampling on our constitutional rights. So all of that, again, is, is quite Orwellian, although I don't think it's crazy news to anyone. But where does that leave us? What now? Well, 16 state attorney generals, all of them, of course, Republican, are suing big tech before a federal judge in New Orleans. And that judge has opened up discovery. So the discovery process has exposed damning emails between the Department of Homeland Security, <clears throat> between the Department of Homeland Security, also known as DHS, and Big Tech. And they're just beginning, they're just at the tip of iceberg with discovery. So that's going to be quite revealing, you know, if this continues. And that could be something, you know, we could investigate, do a show about too, uh, if there's interest there. You know, it's pretty crazy they're telling these big tech companies who's allowed to talk and, and what about. But it all makes sense, okay? When you look back, it, you can see it. It's very clear. That's why I was getting suspended or banned for telling some Karen to take the maxi pad off her face because she looked like an absolute clown. Or, you know, any story that matters gets completely censored. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop, you know? You didn't hear anything about that during the election. They got totally completely buried um you know and and look now we're finding out more and more about that stuff so i could go on about these countless narratives they gave us countless gaslighting over the past couple years uh with these narratives that were so so transparently false on their face so cooked up fraud i mean anyone with a room temperature iq or above could could see right through it okay and i get you know there's a study that came out about at least half the people has no internal monologue. When I heard that, um, things started making a lot of sense to me because, you know, I just wondered how can people not question these narratives when just like Fauci's caught in lie after lie after lie, how do they go along with it? Or how do they believe this crazy, you know, horse shit about the jab? Um, you know, you got college and pro athletes keeling over. That's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal, right? But I guess when they're not questioning things internally, it kind of makes a lot more sense. And that's really a characteristic of narcissism, too. And, of course, we live in a highly, highly narcissistic culture, which is another problem and probably beyond the scope of this show. 
but uh, just that information was was very interesting to me when I learned it. But they had to censor anything that would go against their narratives because, again, their narratives are so thinly veiled. The emperor has no clothes, is what I always say. And, of course, the government is the 179 Club. The one, 179 meaning the story's never exactly 180 degrees from the truth because that would be too obvious, but they make it just 179 degrees. It's a tiny bit of truth baked in, um, and I guess that's enough to make it plausible for people. So, yeah. But um, what all these three-letter agencies are doing in the federal government, highly unconstitutional, like I said, First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, it's unethical, it's immoral, um, but they don't care. And that's um, really a problem. It's really just a culture of, of authoritarian tyranny. And it, it really is an abomination to, you know, any, any semblance of what's left about the founding principles in this country. Uh, you know, people say, isn't this America what happened? Well, you know, I used to say that too, maybe in 2019, but, you know, at this point, I mean, what's different here? Maybe it's just the illusion. So, you know, those of you that follow this show over the past couple of years, like me, you should feel vindicated, okay, about all this gaslighting. I mean, these Twitter things coming up, the Biden thing coming back out. I mean, there's just going to be more and more, hopefully, you know, especially like this discovery coming up. But the the man, free speech is under assault. I mean, it, it's like man, though they're coming after people locally for what they post on Facebook. It's insane. It really is. It really is. But you know, the moral of the story, or really the takeaway, is you know the next narrative that comes out, the next you know load of shit. You know, the last one probably is the Ukraine thing. Um, you know, there's all the more reason not to fall fall for it because when you say, yeah, well, where's the contrary evidence? Well. They bury it. <laughs> that's why you can't find it, or that's why it's so hard to find. I mean, I spent so much time when I was doing my show during the COVID regime, um, you know, researching this stuff. I just don't really have the time for it anymore. But, you know, it's hard to do. It's hard to find the truth. So that's why I know you guys listen to the show, because you care about the truth. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, bearing with me. It's been about a year. I'll put out more content if there's enough interest. I don't want to waste anyone's time, mine or yours, if there isn't. So uh, thanks again, my thought criminals. Peace.